Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, sponsored by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. Thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. I'm Margaret Jackson and not Carl Davis Jr. I'm sitting in for Carl today, president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce and the radio show host of Silicon Valley Connections. We always appreciate your listenership when you're tuning into this show. We thank you for tuning in and happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. We've got some good stuff coming to you in just a few moments. In just a few moments, we have a great show in store for you today. If you have, if you love history and, and have kind of history around you, you're going to enjoy the show today. Our guest today is Derek G. Sims. Derek serves as a senior major gifts officer for the Smithsonian's National Museum of African American History and Culture. In this role, Derek manages a portfolio of high-capacity donors and prospects and is responsible for securing contributions in support of the museum. So I am looking forward, Derek. Thank you for being on the show today. We're going to have a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, good morning, Margaret, and thank you so much for that warm introduction. Uh, Let me just say I'm a huge fan of the work you do to educate, inspire, and inform entrepreneurs and grow business leaders. So I'm really inspired by you, and I truly appreciate you having me on the show today. Absolutely, absolutely. And I am a fan of the Smithsonian's Museum. I've I've been out and seen a little bit. You know, it's so much to see when you get out to the Smithsonian. And I look forward to coming back and bringing my family and just kind of doing the the entire Smithsonian uh, museum experience, but I, I'm a history buff, buff. I love history. I love understanding the origins of, of even just individuals. Just um, I, you know, we can always applaud the the successes, but those successes yeah. do not come without a price to pay. So um, you are right there in the middle of all of this history. So I'm excited. Um, so let's get started. Now, okay. tell us, give us the genesis of the African American Smithsonian Museum. So it opened in 2016, but just kind of give us an overview, our audience, an overview of the museum and, and what that experience is all about. I'd be happy to. So the National, excuse me, the National Museum of African American History and Culture opened its doors in September of 2016. But Margaret, just like you so articulately said earlier, 
that journey did not start in 2016. It actually started about 100 years earlier when veterans of the Civil War, African-American veterans of the Civil War, were on Capitol Hill to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the Union's victory in the Civil War. But during that celebration, those African-American soldiers realized that a lot of the contributions that were made by African-American fighters in that conflict were not being fully recognized. So those brave, brave men and women decided that they wanted to come together and lobby on Capitol Hill to make sure there was a permanent monument built to recognize the sacrifices of not only those veterans, but African-American veterans in all of the armed conflicts that this country had fought since its inception. They also wanted to make sure that African-Americans were celebrated for all of their contributions that they made to this country, not just military history. So they started that journey over 100 years ago, fighting for the acknowledgement and the recognition that they so greatly deserved. And as you know, our, his, our country has a very tumultuous history with race. Mm-hmm. So the work of these brave veterans did not come to fruition immediately. In 1929, President Coolidge did sign into law a commission to create this national memorial for African-American service. But as you know, the 1920s was when the Great Depression hit. So there was no funding to push this any further. Then we fast forward to the Civil Rights Movement. So the thing that we're going to talk about today is linkage and lineage and legacy. So the legacy of those brave Civil War veterans who first picked up this baton to carry this march forward to recognize the contributions of African Americans in this country, it wasn't until the 1950s during the Civil Rights Movement that this movement that they started back in 1915 began to gain momentum again. People were galvanized, people were really ready to support this museum, but then following the horrible assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King, the powers that be determined that America just wasn't ready for a museum like this to be built. So then we jump forward another 30 years. And in 1986, Congressman Mickey Leland from Texas and Congressman John Lewis from Georgia picked up that baton again. And they began to march forward and introduce legislation to create a national museum to recognize African American history and culture. Then Mickey Leland's untimely death in 1989 led John Lewis to pick up that mantle and push forward and every year from 1988 until 2003 when it was signed in the legislation John Lewis would introduce a new bill to fight for the creation of this museum that is beautiful and that we enjoy today so in 2003 it was signed into law by President George Bush and then 13 years later the museum opened its doors in 2016. And over those last three plus years, the museum has opened its doors. Margaret, it's been remarkable. We've had over seven million visitors since we opened. We are breaking records all across the museum world. We're averaging about 40,000 guests each week. (laughs) And we have the most 
diverse visitor group in the entire Smithsonian. Uh, we also have a much longer dwell time than most other museums. Typically, when people visit a museum, they'll spend an hour, two hours visiting the objects, learning about that particular museum. But, Margaret, we've been seeing people spend six, seven, eight hours in our museum, and a lot of times they say that's still not enough to really soak in all the stories that we're telling. Um, I'm extremely, extremely blessed to be working for this wonderful museum, and that's just a quick overview of the history of how this museum began and where it is today. Wow, that is just an amazing, you know, and I, and I like that you encapsulated the last hundred years. It's so important for us to understand. And and on our offline conversation, I, I, and you said this as well, this museum is for everyone. Yes, it certainly is. It is not just a museum for African Americans. It celebrates African American history and culture, but it's a museum for everyone. Um, I have not yet mentioned the founding director of our museum, Lonnie Bunch, he is now been elevated to the secretary of the entire Smithsonian. He's the first African-American in the history of the Smithsonian Institution to serve in that role. And he is truly an inspirational leader. And one of the things he said when he was building this museum from nothing to what the cultural icon it has become today, he said that we have to tell the unvarnished truth about America and its history with race. Mm -hmm. And what he wanted to do is tell American history. And just like you said, this museum is for everyone. It's American history told through the lens of the African-American experience. And I thought that was so brilliant when he framed it that way, because this museum is not exclusionary at all. It welcomes everyone and people from all walks of life, all cultures, have been blown away by what they see once they step inside. Uh, absolutely. And, and let me just say this. Even in our educational system, I can remember when I was in high school and I often wondered why we separated. When, when you had history class, you had history and then you had black history. It wasn't called African-American history back then. It was called Black History, and why we didn't bridge those two classes, because truly it is our history, right? It is the good, the bad, the ugly. It is yeah. our history together, and there's these disconnects when you just have a, a class that says, okay, this is American history, and then this is black history. And the truth is, is that it's our history, and there needs to be some bridging even in our educational system to be able to tell a complete story, because I always felt like I was missing something, and in order for me to get it, I had to uh, take black history to get that information, and where, as you're saying, uh, for this museum, the African-American Museum at the Smithsonian, it is for everyone that tells the truth about our history and our race. And I think it's absolutely amazing. Uh, this is this is what you're doing here. Yes, and we're so excited. And just as you pointed out, the history of African-Americans in this country is inextricably linked to American history. There would not be America, especially the America that we know today, without the contributions of African-Americans. And just as you said, that history is not always pretty. 
it's very difficult. Sometimes it's, it's horrendous, but we cannot forget and we also can't move forward if we don't understand where we've come. So I think that this museum is perfectly positioned. I am so sorry that the leaders back in 1915, those Civil War veterans, didn't get to see this come to fruition. But I truly feel when I'm in that building, I feel like our ancestors are looking down and I feel they're very proud of the work we're doing, the stories we're telling to unify this great country. I, I, I tell you what, I think that they're looking down and saying, hooray, it's, it's happening. It's there. So I think maybe there's a little glimpse there. We've got to go to a commercial break. And when we come back, more about African-American Smithsonian Museum and how it's coming to San Francisco Bay Area. You're listening to Margaret Jackson on the Silicon Valley Connections today. Join the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce and watch your business grow. Participate in mixers, webinars, and training workshops to help start, finance, and grow your business. All with the help of the Chamber's certified Small Business Development Center's consultants for free. That's right. Sign up for one-on-one help from a certified Small Business Development Expert Advisor for free. Call 408-288-8806 or visit blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. And now back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Welcome back. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. And I am sitting in for Carl Davis Jr. My name is Margaret Jackson. We are having a procurement event for small businesses with the state of California. California Department of General Services spends about 8 to $10 billion a year. And 25% of those resources must be spent on small businesses. So that's a little over $2 billion or, or a little bit a little bit over $2 billion there. So this is our fourth annual event coming up on February 21st, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And we'll welcome, the welcome actually will be done by Assemblymember Canton Chu and San Jose Councilmember Lon Diep. And Bible Way Christian Center has opened its doors uh, and their NPR room for us to have that event there. So we appreciate uh, them opening up their doors for this event. So that's fantastic. But come out and learn how to do business with the state of California. And so, Derek, we were talking about you you gave us the genesis of the museum. And so now you're going to tell us a little bit about an event that's coming from the Smithsonian Museum. And and I want to make sure that our audience understands this. This is the Smithsonian's National Museum of African-American History and Culture, and that the secretary of the museum is coming out and doing a book tour. And so can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. And thank you so much again, Margaret. Really appreciate this opportunity. Um, As you indicated, we will be coming out to the Bay Area on Wednesday, February 26th. And we're so excited about this because, as you mentioned, The founding director of the National Museum of African American History and Culture, Lonnie G. Bunch III, he has been elevated to be the secretary of the entire Smithsonian. In the history of the Smithsonian, this wonderful institution, there's never been an African American serving in that role as secretary. So not only is he now over this museum that he founded and created, he also now runs all 19 Smithsonian Museums and the National Zoo. It's truly remarkable. He's such an inspirational leader. And he will be with us out in San Francisco. He'll be giving a book talk where he'll be discussing his latest book, 
titled A Fool's Errand, where he chronicles all the trials and tribulations that he faced as he built this museum from literally nothing to the wonderful cultural institution that it's become. So his is engaging, it's wide-ranging, it talks about not only what obstacles he faced, and Margaret, you and I talked about that offline, the obstacles are always going to be there whenever there's an opportunity, but I think most masterfully he talks about how he overcame those obstacles and would not be denied. So it's a wonderful, wonderful event. We've been on this book tour now with Secretary Bunch um, for a few months, started at the end of 2019, and we're so excited to be in Silicon Valley because we know that there are supporters all over, supporters of our museum all over the country, and one of the mandates we had from Secretary Bunch, when he was still founding director of our museum, was to get outside of D.C. to be amongst the people who are really supporting the vision and mission of this museum. So we're so excited to be in the Bay Area, and we really would like everyone who has an opportunity to come hear the story and also learn more about different ways they can support the continued growth of this wonderful museum. Absolutely, absolutely. Can you give us the registration information for this event, for the book talk? Absolutely. There are a few ways that people can register, and we do recommend that people do so quickly if they're interested because uh, Secretary Bunch is extremely popular and seats will go fast. We'll be at the San Francisco Jazz Center on Wednesday, February 26th. The event will begin at 7 p.m., To register, people can do it a number of ways. They can call 202-633-7588. Again, that's 202-633-7588. And they also can visit our website. Um, Bear with me. The the website title is a little bit long, but it is nmaahc. Dot si dot edu forward slash nmaahc book tour. So it's namak.si.edu forward slash namak book tour. You can click on register now once you scroll down to the San Francisco event and you'll be able to register right away. And we do anticipate a large, large group. So if people could register as quickly as possible, that'd be extremely helpful for us and also help as many people as possible come here from Secretary Bunch and learn more about this book and, again, ways they can support the continued growth of this museum. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's exciting that you're bringing this piece of history in a book. You know, it's so amazing that we can kind of get things in digital format and and pull our history together. Even, um, you know, when you think about those that, that helped build the opportunities and pay the price for the opportunities that we have today yeah. and the the way that we can transmit and we can communicate information. Who knew that there would be a world, world wide web and that you would be able to register and talk about an event that's, that's coming to across the country 
and be able to register and be able to have these opportunities. So we need to keep those sort of things in mind that it's such a privilege to have the opportunities that we have today. So again, if you are interested and you are a historian and now are, can people bring their, their kids out or, or young, and I'm thinking college students, um, high school students to this event to kind of learn, is that, is that appropriate or is there a designated um, age for this audience? There's not a designated age, but we do think um, maybe high school or definitely college age students would be most appropriate, just given the subject nature of the talk and also the the high level of the conversation. Sure. Um, but yeah, there's no specific age limit, so we encourage everyone to come and experience and learn. Okay. Very good. So again, if you want to come out to this event, this is happening in San Francisco, February 26, 7 p.m. That's a Wednesday. You know, bring if you're a college student, come out. Maybe you can come out in, in a group. Uh, if you are an individual that that is a mentor to groups, or if you want to just learn more, just like Derek has said, come out to this event. And I'm going to double check my calendar and see if I'm available to come out to this event. I would certainly love for uh, myself and my family to come out and just connect. Oh, we would love to have you, Margaret. I think it would be fantastic. And if you want to register, you can also call 202-633-7588. That's 202-633-7588. Or you can go out to the website of the African American American history of, or excuse me, am I saying that right? No, I am not. Let's make sure I'm saying that right. National Museum of African American History and Culture. You can go out to the website, and that is nmaahc.si.edu forward slash nmaahc book. Tour Now, if you do go out, and you can Google also National Museum of African American History and Culture and get to the same page. And then, of course, you can click on, on, a, on the right button out there. Would, it, would that be under events uh, for them to get to the uh, registration for the book tour? Correct. So this is going to be at the San Francisco Jazz Center, 201 Franklin Street, San Francisco, California. Again, that phone number is 202-633-7588, and that is a Wednesday evening. So come out. I would recommend that you grab a bite to eat before you get there and just come come out and bask. And I am definitely going to check my schedule for this opportunity. Lonnie G. Bunch III, Secretary, yeah. first African-American in the history of Smithsonian to oversee the entire 19 museums. Absolutely fantastic and doing a great work there in the museum um, with the National Museum of African-American History and Culture. Seven million visitors. That's fantastic. It's been truly remarkable. And as you highlighted Secretary Bunch, um, one of the things that his vision for this museum was to continue to grow. He really wanted this particular piece of history, and like we talked about earlier, it's American history. He wanted this to be highlighted and showcased for generations to come. Mm -hmm. What he did not want is for this wonderful museum to be built and then kind of fall by the wayside because it would not do justice to those brave Civil War veterans in 1915 who started this journey. So what we've done to help continue the growth and expansion of this museum is we've launched a new fundraising campaign, Margaret, and I'd love to spend a couple minutes just talking about our vision for the campaign and how we need everyone's support 
to raise between 300 and 350 million dollars to build an endowment for this museum. That endowment will ensure that this museum has the financial footing for years to come to always be the beacon and the cultural icon that's become today. That money will be used for uh, advancing groundbreaking scholarship and research. We're going to launch transformational educational programs to educate our youth. We're also going to create innovative exhibitions so that people can utilize technology to really experience the objects that we have in our museum without physically being in Washington, D.C. We also are going to preserve and collect more objects to continue telling these forgotten stories about American history through the African-American lens. And finally, we're going to have advanced technology integrated throughout the experience so that people can use virtual reality and augmented reality to have an immersive experience with what our curators have developed and created at this wonderful place. So we are so excited to be out in Silicon Valley. We know there are great supporters there, great champions for what we're doing. Absolutely. And with that, donate, come out to the event. Thank you for tuning in to the Silicon Valley Business Connections. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected. Silicon Valley Business Connections.